Thanks to everyone who supported our Patreon. If you want extra content, you need to go check out patreon.com slash boards and swords. Live from Swordplay Studios, it's time for Boards and Swords. Normally, Colin would go, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it just like clipped you off like right as you like got got louder. Ah. Welcome, everyone, to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast where we have fun talking about board games. It's bad jokes, good folks, and a little bit of gaming sometimes. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Chris Renshaw. I am here with my partner in crime, as always, Philip Herbig. How's it going? Hey there, everyone in the interwebs world. But we're not alone. We are. I mean... We're, is this like in the in the metaphysical sense? Yeah, or we're, like... ne- we're never alone. But yo, it's it's our off episode, so we've got a guest here. We've got Omari Akil from the Board Game Brothers. Woo woo! Yeah, what's up? Which is just like we just talked about. uh, Hoop Gods was in our news segment last week, last time, and I was like, I should just get him on the show. Yes, hype. Yeah, look at that. Here I am. Bottom line up front: the Kickstarter is still going on, but it's closing soon. I think, right? Yeah, so uh, as we're recording, we have just about a week left. Um, so yeah, whenever the podcast drops, it'll either it'll probably be really close. <laughs> to end so it. we had to delay things a week. Normally, this podcast would be going out yesterday. Uh, so it's either going to be out next Tuesday or before that, depending on if I get things edited. <laughs> How long it takes yeah, me to edit things. And we're going till the twentieth. So yeah, anybody listening to the podcast, uh, they'll have very limited time to get in on but on i'm sure i'm sure afterwards there'll be like backer kits and and stuff like that if people are listening yeah to we'll get that future. going it, it usually takes a little while um but of course we'll we'll have ways for people to to get the game um at least we might not have some of the same deals and stuff <laughs> but you know how that works yeah 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 all right uh before we we will get back to talking about hoop gods in a second but we've got our news first there it goes. It's like I'm just <laughs> waiting for stuff to happen. All right. So, hey, do you like uh, movies and board games? Well, now you can have a film-based board game with a little bit on the zombie side. Get it? Zombies on the side. Zombie side. Groan. Simon's <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, a Zombicide game, is officially launched to retailers. So if you like missed out on the original Kickstarter, you can now get it. Um, normally, I don't do like official release stuff like this, but uh, this is one that's like it's one of those. This should have been like the first game. <laughs> like it, it's uh. it, it's one of those like why did they wait till now? I guess probably because they work so much with the Romero people that they finally got permission or whatever. But I, I actually, so I originally like pan this. It was just like, oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. But as I was writing the show notes, I was getting stuff like I was looking at like, okay, what actually is different other than just like a, a reskin. So it's got all like the normal components and like the boards that the, the normal Zombicide games have. If you've seen any of the more recent ones, but the characters are double sided and they have a Zombicide mode and then a Romero mode, 
which is like the so it's uh the Romero side symbolizes like the group being like uh giving into their fears and like the horrors kind of going on and and like the zombicide portion is like okay well we're we there's only one way to to deal with this and that's to go kick butt and do that sort of thing but you can be in the zombicide mode until like you see something horrible like the shambling remains of like one of your loved ones that causes you to flip into that Romero side. Ooh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. I, I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And it's, so it's not just like a, a skin. So, so that, like I said, that is now in the uh, news links in the show notes. If you want to follow up on any of these uh, next item, if you shoved a bunch of arcade machines into a truck, would you then be a Pac-Man? You can just queue up the groan for all of these, Philip. Like, I, I like there, there is no groan. I know that was I got me. The, I got, I know. We're gonna have to clip that out. But they're they're making a. They're, <laughs> no, that's the uh, the 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 Price is Right one. The womp 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 womp. That's right. That's right. That one. Yeah. There you go. Uh. So I found out. I this this doesn't. They're making a Pac Man card game. Or it's coming yeah. out. And so this was like the whole thing about this was weird. Like I would imagine this if you saw this on a store like in Target, like I would imagine this like, you know, they make Minecraft themed card games. I've seen this, but it was by Steamforged of all people. The people that uh, um, Steamforged are trying to think of what else. Didn't they do? I think they did the, oh, uh, what was it? Uh, Dark Souls, I believe is I did. They did that. Like they've done some pretty big stuff and they do a bunch of like minis games like it's they have a blood bowl oh, yeah. they've got a uh, dark souls devil may cry horizon zero dawn the board game yeah like they've done some Resident pretty Evil to the board game yeah they've uh, they've done some pretty big stuff like there's a blood bowl type I, it, it's something bowl i forgot what the name of the the ball <laughs> or like guild ball guild ball that's it guild ball that's right i think that was their first big hit but it's just someone that has that kind of pedigree, and it's like a Pac-Man game, a license. Okay, um, the would game. You equate that, would you equate that to like um, Games Workshop licensing My Little Pony or something? Mm. As long as they wore armor and um, fought against. Maybe uh, no, but that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Like some armored, ar- like <laughs> Games Workshop doing like a Warhammerized version of like My Little Por- My Little Pony. <laughs> that would be great. Um, but the goal of the Pac-Man, it's like ten dollars, so it's super cheap. Two to eight players, it's like five to twenty-five minutes. Um, you basically, it, it seems like it's a push your luck sort of game where you're like trying to play cards to score points before you get knocked out by like somebody playing like a ghost card. So oh, yeah, yeah. seems somewhat thematic, but it also seems like one of those, like, st- this is something you're, uh, this seems like the type of thing that you're, you're, you're going to end up in your stocking from somebody that's not a gamer. Like, Oh, they like games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this <laughs> Pac-Man game. It's so cheap. Or like if you got ten dollars that you need to put in your cart <laughs> to get that oh, hundred dollars free shipping, I would shipping. say that's a yeah, that's for free shipping. I need ten more dollars. <laughs> I just go buy dice. <laughs> that's my key. Dice and sleeves. That's that's my go-to. Sleeves, always more sleeves. Yeah, heck yeah. Speaking, hey, we were just talking about uh, blood uh, blood bowl. Uh, hey, Philip. Yo, do you want to play a game with some Halloween minis in it two weeks after the Halloween holiday? Well, now you pump can. 
So this week Maybe is what this week is when uh, Games Workshop's releasing their Blood Bowl Season Two big box. Um, but I and the only reason this made the notes is if you go in the show notes and if you look at the minis, the minis are really cool because they're they're new teams. They're not the the same. Like we're just gonna rebox the same teams. Um, but they had a new team that was like Wolfenberg Crypt Stealers that had like werewolves and zombies and ghouls and like other creatures and like like uh, um, tombstone kind of standy or like mini things. All really stuff. I'm like, you're like a month too late on this. Like this would have been perfect like Halloween theme, but it seems like just such an after afterthought. I Maybe mean, they'll deliver exactly on Halloween next year. <laughs> that <could> be. <laughs> it gets through customs and everything. <laughs> that could be. Well, is it uh, is it discounted for like you know like just like Halloween candy? No, no, no. <laughs> if oh, anything, it's, it's still, like marked up. <laughs> it's still full Games Workshop price. Huh? Yeah, uh, I think the big box is like a hundred and forty dollars. Um, oh. Well, see, that's 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 just how they need to market it. Be like originally two hundred dollars. And then I think that the the individual teams are usually around forty to fifty, depending on how many there are. All right, so uh, almost done here. Thought that you could get a, get through the holiday months without backing another Kickstarter. Well, sir, oh no, you don't. And that'll make sense in a sec. Because it's Calliope Games is what I'm talking about now. They are going to be launching a Game Night Extravaganza Kickstarter uh, starting Tuesday the 17th. So it'll probably be either the day this launches or the f- next coming Tuesday. Uh, it's funding three games that are you can get for $40 total. Total for $40, you get three games. Uh, a game called Allegory, uh, Enchanted Plumes, and Mass Transit. And they're all, it's all a whole bunch of different concepts and themes. Uh, They're all supposed to be very, seems like very family friendly and very easy to learn. Uh, They're supposed to all play in under an hour. Uh, Just when I scrolled through them, the mass transit one looked really cool to me because it seemed like uh, it's a combination of like playing cards to to make um, maps and roads of like, and like uh, subway stops. As just from the picture, knowing nothing about how the game played, it reminded me of like a combo of Railroad Inc. and Suro, which I love both of those games. So I'm like, cool. Mm. That's a solid combo. I know, right? Like Suro is still one of my like all time favorite games, especially. Yeah, like, I just saw that they had a, a VR version. The, I was they like, do. What? I did not know. That's one of those <laughs> oh. games that's like Suro and VR. I mean, I'd play it, but it just seems like who thinks of these things. <laughs> Slightly weird choice, but I'm yeah. into it still. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's the new thing. Everything is going. Oh my gosh! So one of my friends posted this on Twitter while we're bringing up VR. How in? Because they were talking about like what experience would you like to see as VR? And this guy responded, and it blew my mind. Like, why is this not a thing? A VR version where you pretend to be doing like the the five minute supermarket sweepstakes thing from that Nickelodeon used to run, where you'd go through Toys R Us or KB Toys. Oh, like how awesome would that be? Huh? I would buy a VR set almost just to play that. (laughs) That's a, that would be a good game. Well, they are redoing the supermarket version of that show. Yeah. Yeah, They got, um, uh, Uh, what's her name? Who was in Ghostbusters? Leslie something. Leslie. It is Leslie. Uh, she was on SNL and she wasn't Ghostbusters. I don't remember her last name. So, uh, if only there was a Jones. Jones. There you go. The most common yeah. name, a common last name ever. I couldn't think of it. 
That's why we forgot it. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that and I was just like, oh, I want this to be a thing now. All right. Last one, I promise. Uh, how can you tell that this last news story is from FFG from Descent of the Cardboard? The newly announced Descent Legends of the Dark is the latest in the Dungeon Delving series from FFG. It's basically, if you ever thought, I wonder what it would be like if FFG made Gloomhaven, that's what this game is going to be. Like, it's it's like a, a, a cube. Like, you know, you got the Calyx cube. It would only be this game. <laughs> it's like a 12 by 12 by 12 box. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, uh, it's going to have minis, terrain, including like 3D terrain minis is what they say. I don't know how much that means. Uh, are we talking like hero- like trees? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, are we talking trees? Or are we talking like hero hero uh, hero quest where it's just the uh, the little like here's a table and here <laughs> here's a little <laughs> oh, hero quest. Yeah, I've begun using the furniture everywhere, <laughs> even doors. <laughs> Um, this one is going to use a, a companion app, though, similar to what they've done for Mansions of Madness and other things. Although it's not a third edition, they say it's just the newest version of the game. I, I do like I do so I do like how Omari just said that a twelve by twelve by twelve game box is huge. <laughs> so I work for U-Haul. That's actually the smallest box we carry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but That's what fair. do you but what do you put in that box? The heaviest uh, stuff possible. The heaviest stuff possible. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, you're right. 12 by 12 by 12. That, that's a big box for a game. <laughs> so, there you go. That that that's your news. So, uh Philip, so so is this is this the time for our, our deep wa- uh, deep rock galactic update? <laughs> uh uh I think last I need, like one of those. Uh, um, uh, what's the when the news would always break in? It'd be like the Morse code. Oh, oh, like yeah. Last time on Deep Rock Um, yeah. I mean, so like we just we just we just keep playing and keep playing. They that, but last time you had just gotten the the newest update. The newest update, like right before, like you got off just to go play the newest update. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of the menus are more streamlined. Which was very helpful. Uh, they did some, I mean, weapon balancing, but you could still go back to the overpowered, broken versions. Just, I don't know. There, there was some weird stuff when I was reading all the patch notes, and I was like, okay, basically nothing changed. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's like, I feel like some of those patch notes need a TLDR. That's like basically nothing changed. But if you care about the precise details here, like World of yeah. Warcraft, where they'd be like. Uh, the the I'm trying to think. Uh, the, the, the spelling resu- of one of the words on this one mission menu yeah. was wrong. So Resurrection costs nine point six seconds instead of nine point seven. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, one of the patch notes was so we took the main weapon and we we took this one mod you could apply to it and we the the damage modifier on that we actually chopped that in half but we took that half and just added it to the base weapon anyway so it's like oh, okay so wait it's like the same amount of damage yeah cuz it's one of the mods like i'm always going to get that mod anyway mm. so weird you did <laughs> i might have to play that now though because it's coming to xbox game pass yes so. yes dude if we can get you in on a group with us four-man team we'll have to see because like it says it's gonna be cross-play but cross-play with the pc game pass version and i don't know if that's gonna tie into steam as well okay like it seems like they could 
But you did, that's kind of up to the developer to kind of figure out. Completely, yeah. So, uh, Omari, what about you? What have you been playing game-wise or just anything super interesting? <laughs> um, video games, see. board games? Well, video games, I'm kind of stuck on Hades right now. It's it's it hasn't I haven't got out of the that switch mode for right. for a while. It's it's basically always on when I turn it on. Um, but I did I just got a quest too, so I am oh diving nice into VR just Wait. a tiny 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 bit. Were you one of the people that got it like a week before it launched? No, definitely not. <laughs> well, so so I, I just got it. There was a fun story where like there was a target mix up or something where they, they somewhere, some retailer mi- mixed up and released it like a week before it came out, like on their website or something. And someone wow. did a video of them taking it into the store to return it just to see if they could. And so it's like, they're like, we don't know what this is. And he's like, I got the receipt here. It says I bought it from you. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, so that's been interesting. Um, I, I only really got a chance to play it like one afternoon. Yeah, and I played Beat Saber and a table tennis game that I, I think it's called Eleven because you go to eleven points, mm, and yeah. that was it. It was super fun though. So nice. Whenever I get some time to get back into it, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be full-on vr it's the weird experience so far at this point i'm just i'm just going to assume that every vr kit comes with beat saber because i feel like it should because that's like the first game everybody gets that's the one that gets like streamed the most yeah well it's because it's one of the ones that's easiest to show being streamed some of those games don't exactly lend well to being streamed super hot might yeah Mm. that's another i think that has been streamed a lot the one warning I would give to anyone in VR is um, uh, limit limit the play area it lets you set up. Because my oh, dumbass yeah. my dumbass decided to make it as big as the room would allow me. So then I'm playing super hot, and I I look over complete. I mean, I was so immersed. I'm like, yeah, I'm in this world. This is great. I look over and I see like some boxes or a table. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fall over and I'm gonna land on that table. And then I'll still be able to get the guy. There was no table in the real world. <laughs> oh. The table was only in the headset. But the people I was playing in their house, they were like, whatever like the current smallest measurable amount of distance, I don't know, <laughs> like, go with nanometers. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like you were nanometers from smacking your head against our entertainment center. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm still in the camp of like, I know PS5's just around the corner, but I still want to buy a PSVR just to play like, Star Wars Squadrons with it. Yes. I, I haven't played it. Uh, I haven't gotten it. Like I, I've seen all the stuff with Hades, and I've seen all the stuff with the Star Wars Squadron. But I still have got games that like I just bought and haven't finished. Like my dumb ass has been behind, and I just now got the the Marvel Spider Man, the the original one, not oh, like the yeah. Miles Morales one. So I'm still no. working my way through that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I'm I feel joking. like I'm, I wonder I'm how how many people, too. how many people actually buy a game finish the game and then buy a new game well it's not i'm not saying like that would be no i'm not i'm not like that would be a great poll to put out there but like how many games did you buy and you're like yes this game is awesome and you're only like 47 percent of the way done (laughs) 
that'd be like asking board gamers do you ever buy a game uh how many or how many still in shrink wrap games do you own before you buy a new game (laughs) hey uh hey chris how many uh still in shrink wrap games do you (laughs) Uh (laughs) two usually i unshrink wrap them and punch them pretty quickly mainly because i'll take pictures for like the Instagram and stuff. Right. Unplayed, yeah, there's still quite there's still quite a lot. There's one game though, that Amber Route game that I keep bringing up, still in that pile from like 2016, 2015. <laughs> never played because <laughs> my wife wanted to Chris. play it. My wife, my wife heard a. I think we were listening to the Secret Cabal. My wife heard them talking about it. I'm like that game sounds really cool. You should get it. So I like threw it in on a, on a Cool Stuff Inc. order, and then she forgot about it. I forgot about it. She's not really, she doesn't really play as many games with me anymore. So it just sits <laughs> and it just, and then like, like for the most part, any review games always get played before games I buy myself. Like as, as a general rule, the only caveat to that is FFG games. It goes FFG games, review games, and then it goes games I buy for myself. So, all right. <laughs> Marcus is in the chat room. He says the last, first, the last thing he played was streets of rage Four. Uh, and then don't ask about the shelf of shame. Yeah, that's like the the we don't talk about it. Mm-mm. Nobody wants to talk about it. No, I did just buy. I well, did heck, just... I did just receive the uh, newest Kickstarter for the Power Rangers. Oh, game. you got it in? Yes. Whoa. Oh man, that was the the Psycho Rangers one, right? Yes, the Rise of the Psycho Rangers. Uh, not necessarily big box expansion, but right. main expansion. Right. So it came yeah. with uh, foot soldiers and location board. Did it come with the space rangers? Uh, it did. It did come with the space rangers. Nice. I will have to say, um, I did not open it, and I need to open it very quickly because a lot of people are noticing manufacturing defects. Mm. And so I don't know if I want to like become one of the people overwhelming Renegades customer <laughs> service, <laughs> or should I just like give it a couple months and be like, "Hey guys, yeah, so I got it, and it is kind of busted." Now that all the early adopters got out of the way. Right, exactly. I did just buy, I bought a, a, a new, speaking of Blood Bowl, I just bought a set of the, the Dark Elf team. Um, I'd, been, oh. I, I'd, played, I'd played them on the, 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 that's the great thing about Blood Bowl is you can try out any team by just playing the, the Steam or the P, PS4 version. And so I really yeah, liked the way nice. that they, they play. Like, they're still very nimble, but they're still very bashy, where I'm just like, by the end of the game, you're only going to have three people left on the field. But uh, I, I bought it because not because I, I have an inkling to play Blood Bowl, but I bought the, the Blitz Bowl because uh, Blood Bowl's kind of a really long game. And I was really curious to try out Blitz Bowl, and I can use those minis with Blitz Bowl. And so I was like, ha ha, I can still success. Yeah. <laughs> and I need another thing to distract me from finish, finishing painting some, uh, my board games. Oh, painting is so hard. I have only started on painting minis for one game and i'm only like 20 percent done that's what i did i started with one game i started with zombicide black plague note to sell or note just out there don't start a board game painting hobby with a seamon kickstarter because unless it's like (laughs) the retail version it's just the stuff in the box because it's just like all these all these things of minis it's like 200 something minis and i I, here we are like four years later and i'm almost done (laughs) i think i've got like 12 guys left so i shouldn't say that i was doing arcadia quests and expansions (laughs) that's probably worse 
<laughs> yeah, it might it might be. I definitely but that's uh, a good choice. I started cause... with the regular box, yeah. and then I got the dragons and the inferno, and then I got riders. And uh, next up is pets. I, think <laughs> I didn't get pets. I don't. Oh, I didn't actually, I I was like, I didn't feel like the gameplay was as interesting as some of the other ones with mm. pets. And but I've heard different. I've heard it's way better than what was in my brain. Got it. So more of, maybe more of like more of like random buffs to your yeah. hero. But still kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A, we play Arcadia Quest is one of our favorite games to play back and forth and we definitely always play with the pets from now. Um yeah. Just to get that what? little extra buff, <laughs> extra favorite game for- to play when we're willing to put it all back in the box when we're done. Yeah. No. I when we're that. where we're in the mood. It's probably the one we enjoy <laughs> yeah. playing together the most. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a fair. It's it's in my top five, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's it's in it's, my top ten. Yeah. The only re- I think the the amount of stuff and how much it takes to get out is the only thing that keeps it from going higher. Is is just because yeah, it it's, totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, every time painting. I played it, I've had a blast though. <laughs> oh, talking yeah. about painting, I definitely um, uh, Renegade came out with a pre-painted uh, deluxe yes, Megazord figurine. Yep. Did you back yeah, it? I, I definitely added that to the cart. <laughs> That's right. As soon as I saw that it was a custom painted one, I was like, Philip's getting this. <laughs> uh, yep, I'm going to get that. I'll, uh, I still have the the blank one. Yeah, so now you can practice with that because you yes, don't have to worry about perfect. messing it up because you'll have a painted one. I have a perfectly, I have a perfect template Look to go off that. of too. Exactly. Yeah. Or you could just do like a dark Megazord version Ooh. and just give it a whole different styling. I've thought about that. Do like, you know, Link versus Dark Link, have Megazord versus Dark Megazord. Yeah. yeah. You could keep all the colors the same. Just do the 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 kind of metal color, like the, the kind of grayish metal color. Just do that black, but keep all the other parts the same colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, okay. or take Good the picture. Idea. Other idea. You take the picture, you put it into paint, and you do the inverse option where it inverts all the colors. Oh, you ever weird. done that? <laughs> turn it into like that would make my brain hurt. <laughs> a ne- turn it into the Negazord yeah. instead of the Megazord. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you could show you could you could show that off at a convention if if you did it right and just call it like ne- the Negazord, and you'd probably get like mad props for that. Probably, you know, when, yeah. when when conventions are a thing again. That's right. In uh twenty twenty five. One day. So one day the, the the thing I've been playing the most, I'm like so embarrassed to talk about just because of what it is and that I have been so hooked on the freaking Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links app. It's unbelievable. Huh. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like it's so stupid, but it's like it, it, it's the it's the magic formula for what it takes for me to play like i don't play a whole lot of mobile game like mobile versions of board games yeah, yeah, yeah. like i will if i'm like spending a lot of time on the toilet basically or you know just if i'm waiting somewhere um or just if i'm just sitting in the chair relaxing for a long period of time sure but usually like if i'm on my phone i'm doing something else this game, it, 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 it's that sweet spot of A, it uses the speed dual rules, which only take like five minutes to play. Love so it. you can bust <laughs> a game out in like five minutes and then move on to something else. And B, I don't have to play against other people. So like with Hearthstone and, and all these like, the, like mm-hmm. the magic, I don't have to play against people. I could just kick butt against the CPUs all day and still unlock cards and build decks and all that stuff. 
So that's great. This is me downloading that right now. Because you said <laughs> I love I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh was the only trading card game I like really got into. Yeah. I played Magic like very briefly. I played Pokemon, maybe a little more, but Yu-Gi-Oh was the one that stuck with me for the longest. So Yu-Gi-Oh's so, the one I've played the least out of all of them, but it's probably the one I know the most lore about <laughs> just from the an- <laughs> just from watching the anime. Heck Which yeah, that's, man. that's yeah. the other thing about like I I've never seen uh like any of the follow on like the GX and like five DS or what all the other oh yeah me either I've not seen any of it but the way the Duel Links app works is you can choose what world you're in so you can be in just Yu Gi Oh world where it's all the regular show characters or you can flip to like the GX world where you're playing with all those characters and so like this is perfect I can just stay in that one world and play that. And then maybe occasionally yeah, you're give, you're telling me everything I want to hear. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta log in every day because you get like free cards. <laughs> Even if you don't play, just log in. You unlock like free cards. Oh yeah, that, so whoever uh, whoever does dual links, we need to clip this part of the video out and uh, <laughs> send it to them. You're like this is your marketing right here. <laughs> It's so fun. like every time I'm on it and like my 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 stepdaughter's over in the corner just like what are you doing I'm like play play Yu-Gi-Oh and she's like oh my god duel I did I did the like do a barrel roll and my wife was like what like ah I gotta there's kind of a lot of things I gotta explain here it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh and a Star Fox thing put together you've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh so you just wouldn't understand. <laughs> you don't understand me, Mom. <laughs> okay. All right. I think everyone's heard enough of me talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's let's talk uh hoop gods and and, and board game brothers. So Whoa. yeah. <laughs> uh the best place to start. You want to just tell us like how you came to design to start designing and, and making these games yourself you, you with your with your company? I mean, yeah, it, it was an accident. We, we just uh, were sitting around playing games one day and my brother asked me about because uh, he's a huge hip hop head and he just asked me, you know, were there any like hip hop board games? Because we were playing all the games I had at the time. We probably played Pandemic, a little bit of Arcadia Quest. Uh, I think uh, we tried, we did Eclipse, we did Suburbia. Um, all the favorites. We're just playing every, yeah, all, all of my favorites. And this was like, you know, five, six years ago. There were way less to choose from, but still really good games. And he just mentioned, uh, yeah, it's like any hip hop games. And I was like, I mean, I don't really know of any, but I was still new to the hobby. Right. Um, and very quickly it was like, well, there's not much. So <laughs> uh, he was like, so we're going to make one? I was like, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and we, and we just started talking about it that weekend and, uh, got super into it. And it was like, oh man, this is so cool. This would be so great. And yeah, just, he, he basically went home cause I was living in North Carolina and he went back to new Orleans and then he, we talked about it a little bit more. We had a couple phone calls. I think we put together a spreadsheet and I threw some numbers in there to try and like figure out how it was going to work. And like a week later, he just sends me a picture of a prototype. Like he had made the whole oh, thing. Geez. Uh, yeah. And he was like ready to, he was like, I want to play it. How can we play it? I was like, well, yeah, I guess I'll come down there and we'll try it <laughs> out. Uh, and that was it. And yeah, we just 
went from there, um, decided we really liked the process and we're going to do more. Uh, decided, yeah, to, to self-publish, which is another kind of tough decision um, that you have to make when you're thinking about designing games. And once we got there, it was just a matter of, uh, yeah, making it all legal and and trademarking stuff and all that business admin stuff yeah (laughs) um and and doing the kickstarter i mean that was that was a huge uh pain in a lot of ways because it was our first time and Mm. we were doing a a a bigger game most people don't start on kickstarter with a twenty five thousand dollar goal right um and we did and we made it just barely and uh the whole time we were like yeah i guess this is just what we're gonna do we ended up working on a few more games uh and hoop gods was one of them so so now we're here on game number two that was that's that's kind of wild because uh it seemed like um the popular like kind of at least my radar you know who am i but like that seemed to be when i first took notice of you guys is as after the kickstarter it was like almost as soon as it wrapped up that's when you really started hearing especially uh between there I started hearing a little bit, and then when people started getting the copies, you know, then you really started. Yeah. That's when the, the the attention really ramped up. So that's only got to be yeah. beneficial now going into the second Kickstarter. It was hugely helpful. I mean, and it took us a long time to get that first game out because it was our first time through. We learned so much about the process, the manufacturing, and and uh, just just creating and building all the assets necessary to manufacture a game. Uh, going through that process and learning about shipping and distribution. It was, it was so much overload, mental overload uh, for that, for that year and and a half trying to get the game out. And yeah, it was, it was really nice to see the reception. Uh, And that was, that was really the beginning of this year. feels like a lifetime ago, (laughs) but they, they delivered January and we, yeah, people started playing it and it was like, Oh, wow. We, this is really cool <laughs> and um yeah everything kind of snowballed from there into and we were able to get this game ready in a, in a short period of time um we knew we were close but it was like all right while things are good while we're still kind of getting attention let's go ahead and get this uh this kickstarter for hoop guys ready and we pushed real hard to make that happen uh like a four month timeline, which oh yeah, probably we probably did like six months of work in four months to to reach uh, to to have Kickstarter ready for October twentieth twenty first when we launched. That's crazy, and yeah. I don't I haven't checked what the latest the numbers is, but I don't think you're squeaking across the line this time. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we funded on the first day. Yeah. I think we're at we're at uh, double our goal now. So, uh, we still have a week left, so, um, who knows what's going to (laughs) happen. So, but for those that have not heard of the game, obviously it's, it's a basketball game, but you want to give us the, the, the elevator pitch. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's a two player head to head street basketball game. Uh, you are playing three V three and, uh, the game is really, it's, two things it's a strategic game in the sense that you have to manage your energy uh, in the juice with what's called the juice system and that energy drives every action you do on the court and you're managing it and you have to rest in order to recover it and you're watching how 
how your players kind of using their energy so you can make smart moves and get advantages when you can. Uh, and then whenever you play cards against each other, whenever there's action on the court, uh, somebody's trying to steal, you can counter with a crossover. Uh, what happens is you have to do a real-time dice battle to resolve that conflict. Oh, God. And so you're going back and forth between this like strategic, trying to make the right moves, a little bit of chess, trying to figure out what your opponent is going to do next, and then this frantic real-time dice rolling to see who can match the symbols on the dice to the symbols on the cards faster mm. in order to succeed in whatever card that they played. Um, and yeah, it's th really those two things uh, mashed together into I, what I think is is a really great game. I and personally, I feel like we we one upped ourselves uh, compared to Rap Gods. I think we we got some in in terms of theme, and I, I really say it because I feel like sports games are so much harder to just like capture mm. and do right. And the fact that I, it feels like we actually did a good job in, in representing a, you know, a fast-paced basketball, street basketball game, it, it really feels good to me. So, and that is, that, that's, that is one thing. When I looked at the Kickstarter originally, and I was reading through and looking at it, my first kind of impression was this feels like what, like the kind of game that Blood Bowl is for football, this feels like the basketball kind of equivalent that same kind of um st almost a, it's a very similar at least just me reading over through the kickstarter page it does feel yeah. like that same style of game but you're talking basketball instead of instead of football and granted standees instead of miniatures but still yeah uh and we do have a stretch goal for minis out there if anybody's oh. trying to push us across the line they're gonna have to they're gonna have to share the crap out of our Kickstarter. You shouldn't have told me that. As Chris's wallet <laughs> cries out in pain. <laughs> yeah, tell all your friends. Uh, we would love to have those, uh, but it's it's far. It's it's oh, at a hundred k. So we're gonna have to work very hard to, <laughs> to hit that goal. But if you if you want a three D print, uh, we actually have a, a shorter stretch goal, and we'll actually where we'll actually create the molds or, or create the the, the uh, models the the builds yeah the three D builds and for people to three D print themselves. So hey um, hey Philip, did you know that our are out there? You know our local uh, our local library will three D print stuff for you. <laughs> Uh, I actually what? was aware of that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Our local library has you can upload files to them, and then it's just like a suggested donation of like to help us cover materials. That's pretty fantastic, actually. Yeah. No, I found that out, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Wow. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, we at least hit that stretch goal where people can can three D print their own, and uh, that will be that will be exciting in and of itself because we've never worked with a 3D artist before, uh, and right now we're working with HD Harris, and I think uh, they're incredibly talented, and looking forward to hopefully getting to produce those with them. So, so you're talking about rap gods. It made sense when you're just sitting there talking like, "Oh, is there a is there a uh, you know a board game about rap?" But what why what made you then go for our second game? We should do basketball. Um, well, we had a bunch of ideas, uh, and it was really just stuff that we cared about, right? Like our our first few ideas for games, it was like we love hip hop. Obviously, um, my brother is an artist illustrator uh, who's you know deeply embedded in hip hop culture. So the next game we actually started working on was a graffiti game, 
because um, he does that style of art really well too. Um, and then uh, kind of the progression from there, it, it felt like sneakers and very <laughs> much tied to sports and basketball. Um, my brother is a huge Jordan uh, collector um, or he's becoming one very quickly. <laughs> uh, so it, it was like, it, it, it just felt like a natural extension. I mean, I grew up literally next door to a park um, where there was a basketball court. And no internet. Sometimes. <laughs> and the internet and was no a internet. thing. <laughs> no, it, it didn't exist. So, um, yeah, it's just been, a, it, we were just grabbing all the things that were parts of our lives, parts of our experience, and making games about them. And there's still quite a few more before we have to even stretch outside of our, our, our own experience. We still have three or four games probably we can make. This is why, like, whenever people... Th this is, like, the biggest reason why I'm all... Like, when people talk about diversity in gaming, and I'm just, like, 100% yes, especially when it comes to creators. Because when you complain about, like, oh, my gosh, another zombie game, or, oh, my gosh, another trading in the Mediterranean game, <laughs> this is how you fix that, is you get different people that are into different things making things about games about the things that they love instead of the same people making the same games with the same retired or, you know, old themes. Yeah. Like, it's just that simple. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's one like I keep seeing stuff like I, I'll see news stuff for like like uh, Tokyo Game Fair and like oh that, like that would be cool yeah. to go see because only a frac like only a fraction of those games ever make it over this way. Oh, I know um, so few, yeah. And like there was that Kickstarter for I forget it now. It was like um I, I can't remember if it was funding games being made in Nigeria or if it was funding like a convention in Nigeria. I might there may be just two separate Kickstarters I'm thinking about. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about the the one that KC runs, um, I think I think that was for their first convention, right? Uh, it, yeah, they did. I think it was called ABC, the African uh, Board Game Convention, something like that. Yeah, um, I thought there was a Kickstarter and Indiegogo to fund like some games that had been made over there. As yeah, well. it may have been games too, because yeah, they're running out of Nip Card Cafe is the board game cafe where right. they also design and manufacture games oh my like God. out of this this one sort of uh organization it's it's delightful to see the progress that is happening there and um yeah those i think i think some awesome designers are going to come out of that oh yeah that's that yeah exactly that's what that was my point is just getting into the the, the idea of just getting those people's you know their brains working and getting them interested in you know game design is only going to help everybody it seems kind of selfish but it's oh, like yeah. you know helping everybody else with just you know making better games for for the hobby as a whole i mean we all want cool games that's why we're here yeah exactly like that's half the reason you like that that's why you started is like i want this this thing doesn't exist so i'm gonna make it there you go <laughs> wow so so what's been like the the hard so the second time around with the kickstarter what's been like the hardest thing as opposed like the first time you're learning you're learning things so like everything's new and everything's difficult but what's it like the second time yeah. around well the second time is interesting especially because we funded the first day so our sort of like our whole mindset in during the middle of the campaign changed and it was it was more about like 
really trying to understand the community that supported us, figure out how to engage with that and, and sort of use that to, to spread the word more. Um, whereas the first time around, it was, it was more so just like, we were just grabbing at anything we could. And we were just um, really trying to just be everywhere possible right. in order to just show people that we exist. And I think our, our, our thinking has shifted also because like, we're not as stressed. <laughs> so <laughs> we can, we can, uh, we can actually go about it a little more strategically and a little more thoughtfully. Uh, Cause we're not like, Oh my goodness, are we going to make this? What do we have to do? And cause it was so, so much more stress last time. Uh, so it feels more manageable at least uh, now because we have a little bit of cushion. Um, and at the same time, it's, it's people like you who, you know, are learning about us for the first time. It's nice that we get to actually, you know, make meaningful connections with, right. with a few people who are a part of the industry who are talking to others. And we're, we're getting a lot more of that where it was before it was just us screaming as loud as we could. And now we actually get to, in a lot of ways, invest back and like, you know, be on people's shows and, and talk about things and uh, get to know them a little more. And all of that just feels way better than, than the first time. What blows my mind is just hearing you talk about that and just realizing that like, and you're doing all this during COVID time. Like, you know, all of that would be hard enough on a normal year. And just, and I'm only yeah. thinking like, how great is it going to be? You know, cause like you're, you're missing out on all like the convention support of like having a booth with like a prototype and showing it off and all of that. Like you're, you're not, you're have you're doing great without having that additional backbone that most creators are dependent on to help you know get the, yeah and so just next year when it comes around and you do have those things it's just i feel like it's going to be amazing i i'm i'm feeling pretty good that yeah we were able to accomplish as much as we have so far without that um it's scary in a lot of ways uh i i now i'm so this year was supposed to be our convention year, right? Yeah. Like we released our first game. We finally had copies to sell and we were going to be hitting all the conventions. And so I'm, I'm almost a little bit scared of doing that next year, not specifically because of COVID a little bit because of COVID, but more so just because you haven't, you haven't I'm, had that, that experience yet. Like it's brand, it's yeah. a new thing you haven't done yet. Right, but I'm technically like an experienced designer, yeah. <laughs> but I still never had that experience. So it feels like it's going to be this very odd thing for me to be in that place doing that for the first time, even though we've been around and we've sold games and made games. Um, yeah, so we'll tr we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not. I'm, it's so much uncertainty now. I'm barely even thinking about it. But right. we're we're hopeful we'll get at least some a few good conventions next year. PAX Unplugged, that's what I think I want the most <laughs> just because that, to me, that feels like our home convention because it was the first big convention that we ever went to and it was the first year that they did it. So mm. I've been to every PAX Unplugged technically so far. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully 
2021 packs unplugged i guess that's late enough in the year it's i think it's a pos i think it's it's definitely in the possibility i think the early stuff is still going to probably be out like even origins might be kind of pushing it gen con gen con's like the first like the line where like this could still happen like, oh, it's just so big, though. Yeah, that would be that's my, the pro- like, that's the only problem is the hardest one. It, it it's so big, and that it's it's also so questionable. Like it's not a sure thing, so it'd be hard to do with all yeah, these. Because like, it's so big. Because it's so big, and like doing all that with the possibility that it might not happen, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm I'm j- I'm crossing my fingers for PAX Unplugged. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Have you done anything this year with any of the digital conventions that have been going around? Yeah, I actually um, have been a tiny bit involved in quite a few. Um, we've run demos at, at a few of those. Uh, I've done panels at quite a few of them. Um, and a, a, a lot of that was was trying to get the word out about right. Hoop Gods. But um, I think more so it was just like I miss just being a part of the community and like, any way that I could kind of get some of that, I was happy to. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll <laughs> I'll be involved in this because, you know, we're, I've had much fewer opportunities, I think, um, because they have, haven't had as many conventions. Yeah, right. I just miss my friends playing yeah. all their games. <laughs> yeah, that's, th- this is like, I, I will, I will, this is my soapbox piece is, is no virtual conventions cannot and and will not until we're all wearing vr headsets you know it's Mm -hmm. not going to replace a a physical convention but i think the year has shown us that i think there's still a place for them even when we are back to physical conventions again because the couple that i have participated in i've talked like the people i've sat across while i you know or set virtually across and just hearing people say like I couldn't afford to go to Gen Con or you know overseas people being like it's too expensive mm. to fly to you know the US or Essen or wherever you know Canada for like the shucks yeah. it's too expensive for me to go but I can do this and yeah. so it, and it, it that could ahead. even add for um if uh, so I I've been hearing a lot of things with um like people are getting married during COVID mm-hmm. and they set up a webcam and here guys attend my wedding. Right. You could potentially do that stuff for some, um, like if there's a live game, you're like, Oh, six people signed up for my game. Four people are in person. Two people are via zoom. Right. So mm. we've got these two people still sitting here at the table. Kind that, of technically that, maybe that gets a little hard, especially it, when you're talking about like, think about how busy you are running a booth at, at Gen Con. I, I would, yeah. the way I well, would no, I mean, I mean for more like the, um, the D and D games and stuff taking oh, place okay. in the hotel mm. you know, conference rooms and stuff like that kind of stuff. It, it's, it is not outside the realm of possibility. Right. That's pretty, that's fairly true. I mean, at, at the very least for panels, that could be an option. Oh yeah. Like, that's like somebody oh, digitally. That would be like the number one thing that. that, that needs to happen out of this is every convention needs to be figuring out ways to live stream all their panels, set up several, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, E3 does it, or used, or at least used to do it, like BlizzCon and them do it, where you just have like yeah, a different yeah. stream for each room, and you have like a, a a schedule, and it's like okay, at this time, okay, if if you need to charge people to do it, that's fine too. 
you know, where like BlizzCon had yeah, a virtual yeah. ticket. It's like fifty dollars. I, I forget because it's been a while since I did it. Where it's like fifty dollars and you get access to like all the panels. Nobody's saying you need to do this for free, but you could use YouTube yeah, and like unlisted videos and stuff. And you you get access if you pay, you know, like a a fifty dollar ticket or whatever. And then and at the very least, all these places have the infrastructure set up now because they had to do it. So hopefully, right, yeah, that that kind of thing can take off. Yeah. And here's the other thing. The other reason this is beneficial where think about how many times you've missed a panel because you've been busy doing something else at Gen Con a hundred times (laughs) with it. If you, if you stream them all, then that means, Hey, I don't have to actually go to that panel because I'm running a booth demoing my game or whatever it is, but I can watch it a week later when I'm crashing, you know, in my couch home with con crud for a week and got nothing yeah. else to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. But just uh, that kind of thing. Some of the digital stuff, I feel like next year, like this year, everybody was time crunched for everything. It's like, we got to figure out how to do this fast. Yeah. But it's like, right now we've now. got, now we've got time. Let's figure out like other ways of doing this that we could still do. Like maybe we do a Gen Con online, like a week or two later, and you can do a bunch of online events for all the people that couldn't sh- appear at the show. Um, yeah, that sort of I mean, not in only general, the, though. Yeah, good. I think we'll just get a lot more content created from the organizations who put on conventions. Yeah, because now they have these platforms that are like going to be more established, and so that I'm sure that will help uh, just keep everybody connected to to what they're doing and what's out there. I mean, this has also probably led to a. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, I might jinx it. But this has probably led to a little bit of a better internet infrastructure overall. Maybe because I don't. Know. I want to say I want. I kind of want to say very early on we discovered that oh crap, the internet was not designed for everyone right. to be on it at the exact same <laughs> time. Yeah, true. no, I, I definitely maybe know. some people are going to be at work yeah. for a few hours, <laughs> and we'll have a break. The internet was not made for everybody to be streaming Netflix at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. I heard yep. you heard a lot about that at the beginning of the pandemic, but you haven't heard as much now. Yeah, and I don't I know. They, I don't know. Going if through and they're like beefing everything up. There's, there's that. I don't know how much, but see, you didn't really hear people talk about beefing that up. You would have think like companies would be promoting that to kind of good PR thing. I don't know. I, if I, I saw AT and T talking about it a little bit. Um, um, X, I, I think is it Xfinity. I don't, so I watch. I use NBC streaming service Peacock, and uh-huh. one of the commercials every once in a while is one of the one of the big names talking about how they've gone through and like beefed up their infrastructure. Gotcha. They got the low income internet for those communities. They got the college internet. Like they're they're making sure these people can get serviced. That's good. Super necessary. Oh yeah. So that's uh, any other any other thoughts you want to do before we move on to our game show? Uh, thoughts and and just where um, we'll circle back to where people can follow along for other things. But anything else you want to throw out there? Circling back to hoop gods. Um, just any last thing that if people haven't clicked the the their pledge yet, <laughs> last thing yeah. that you'd throw out. Um, no, just do it. Just go click <laughs> click the button. <laughs> <laughs> all right well before we get to our game show i'm just going to do a quick plug for our patreon page patreon.com slash boards and swords uh big huge update that we sat down this past weekend or was it 
I don't even remember when it was nowadays. Now, <laughs> maybe it was a week ago, and we finally recorded the first section of our Tangled in the Slipstring RPG that is basically Firefly with cats. And you're only going to, well, I think the way I'm doing it between the COVID and all and everything going on and how long it took us to get everything done, the first session I'm going to put out on the mainstream for, fee, for free um, so that everybody can get it, even those that have dropped their pledges so they can still get it. Um, however, after that, you're only going to get the, re- the rest of that campaign uh, any future recordings that we do will be if you ba- go back our Patreon, even for a dollar, uh, you'll get access to that. Uh, and that should be coming out late. It'll definitely come out this month. Um, it just took a while. To, it was one of those, uh, we had some audio issues, so I had to try and align things and correct things. So there was like an hour or two of work before I got into the actual editing of <laughs> listening to it and editing Ooh. the show. So... Uh, but yes, uh, you're only going to get that if you go patreon.com slash boards and swords. And with that, Philip, it's time for our favorite game show. Marvel Champions? What? No, not that. <laughs> 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 it is time for the rank is right. And I'm, rank offici- is right. I'm officially throwing a correction on here because we're going to change the rules because it always gets too hard to explain the rules. And so what it is for, for Armari and anybody else listening is BGG has this wonderful feature that you can click random game and it will just bring you up a random game. So what I've done mm. is I have seven games here where I've randomly hit ra- a game until I got games that were actually ranked on BGG. So I'm going to tell okay. you about the games. I'm going to tell you like the description, you know, like weights, how long they play, that sort of thing. If they're ranked in any subcategories, that sort of thing. I'm going to ask you, what is its actual BGG rank? And it used to be we wanted you to get as close without getting too close to one, but we're just going to throw that away and just do regular prices, right rules. Closest without going over wins the the, the match. Okay. So, Philip, you understand the change there? Uh, I'm going to bid $1, Bob. (laughs) That's I mean, you can, but if he bids two, then you're out of luck. (laughs) Yep, it happens. So... Um, Philip, you're going to keep track on our, in our show notes. I will keep track in the show notes. Okay. So the first item up for bid, if you will, is we're actually doing Sid Meier civilization, the board game. This is a 7.4 on BGG. The average rating is a 2010, the 2010 release. There's been a couple of different versions, uh, two to four players plays in, you know, two to or, yeah, two to four hours. Three point eight four years. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh-huh. No, that's that African board game. That's like the the. Uh, it was on. It was on Big Bang, and it was on somewhere else. It's like the the the. It's like some war. Oh, I know it. It's like the war uh, in yeah. West Africa or something like that. It's like a game that legit takes like thirty days to play or something like that. Yeah, Oof. I've seen it. Uh, this is before you lies a bounty of land ripe for the plucking. Your meager beginnings will influence the paths you must take. Lead your people well, and they will take you to infinite heights of greatness. If civilization manages to endure the ages, your name will hang in every whisper of its legacy. This is the FFG release and the strategy category. It was ranked 184. Philip, we're going to start with you since you've played this before. What is the overall rank? Of Sid Meier's Civilization, the board game. I've played this. You, no, you've played the game that the game show. Rank is right. You've oh, played this. Oh, I've played that game. 
Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm having you start it. because you've done this game show before. I oh, could. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I played Spyfall. <laughs> I could probably convince you though that you have played it, even if you hadn't. <laughs> More than likely. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, you. Oh. Okay. So you said, uh, what was the strategy category rank again? 184. 184. Sid Meier's Civilization. 2010 game. game. 2010 from Fantasy Flight. Mm-hmm. Um, probably had a couple points knocked off because of uh, punch board stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, let's just go with 800. 800. All right. Amari, you're up, you're up next. Whoa. What was the ra- the rating again? The rating is a 7.4. 7. That's the average rating, not the geek rating. Yeah, yeah. That's the average rating. Yep. 7.4. Okay. And it was 84-inch strategy? Uh, 184. 184-inch um, strategy. Okay. 2010. At that date, I'm like, hmm. That gets... Uh, games don't stay for that long very high. So I'm going to give it 4... 92 492 and philip you said 800 800 so this is the best part about doing it this way is i can go and eh, you overbid both of you so oh, wow. the lowest one, the lowest one was 400 so it is in the top 400 of bgg rankings so wow. philip i'll let you try again uh i'm gonna go with that 350 <laughs> 350 okay all right, Amari. Well, if it's 184 in strategy, a lot of games in the top 400 are probably strategy games. So maybe it didn't drop that far. Let's let's give it a, a 231. 231. And Philip, you said 350. 350. Oh man, this if uh. If uh, if this was like the showcase showdown, you would have been almost in that range of getting both showdowns. The actual rank of Sid Meier's Civilization is two forty five, so that's a Whoa. point for Amari. Woo! Yeah, that's that's pretty surprising, but almost no because if you know people that play Civilization, they love Civilization. Like I've never played it, but I oh, yeah. know about the game just because those people like they're hardcore. Like they'll sit around and just play Civ at gen con like that's all they do is just play civ i think that's like there's the mega civ i don't know if that uses this or if that's a duffer another set of rules or something but so going from that to kind of like the opposite side (laughs) of bgg the other thing that the random the random game feature lets you know is that there is a crazy ridiculous amount of war games on bgg (laughs) so this next one we have is advanced torbrook Advanced Torbrook. It is a 2002 game uh, from Critical Hit Incorporated and mm. Kokushai Shushin Company li- Limited, I'm assuming. Uh, it is a... So it's a re-implementation of a game called ATS Rulebook, but I'm trying to figure out where it actually talks about the description of the game. Because the the description on BGG starts with, so what's new in the new Torbrook? Plenty. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it just, it, it only talks about the, the, so it's a World War II war game. Uh, it's a hexagon, hexagon grid game, line of sight, modular war board. Looks like it's uh, in a series of games called the Advanced Torbrook System. 
Uh, that's the, where the ATS come from. Uh, looks like it's set in Libya based on, on the categories on BGG. 7.3 of the average rating. Uh, weight is 4.19 out of 5. It's a two-player game in 180 Oof. minutes. In the war category, it is ranked 400 and, or excuse me, 575 in the war category. Omari, you're going to go, since you won that last one, what is the actual BGG rank of Advanced Torbrook? 575 in war games. In war games. All right. I think for this one, um, we're going to put it at 789. 789. All right. Philip? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... From 2002. 2002. Uh... I'm going to go with 900. 900. All right. Well, you definitely didn't overbid this time. Okay. <laughs> the actual <laughs> the actual rating is a four-digit number. It's 4,757. Jeebus. <laughs> but technically, Philip, you were closest without going over. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Four th- oh, That's why yeah. I kind of like this revision to the rules, because it gives you that sense Oof. of like, holy crap. <laughs> wow. So wow. That's, that's All right. Point Good point for Philip on there. So next game up is uh, if the thing loads. There we go. Sorcerer King. This is a 1985 game. Uh, I'm going to go with 10,400. <laughs> two to six players <laughs> in three hours. It's a 2.67 out of five published by Wutan Games uh, in this classic fantasy board game. Players battle it out with each other in hordes of chaos creatures for controls of Pardis, and then to crown their nominee in the ancient throne room of the Sorcerer Kings. This is a second edition, apparently, <laughs> that I pulled up from 1985. <laughs> First from one came out in the 50s or something? So, so this is where you get a little bit of help, because remember the previous game was ranked 4,000, and it was ranked 575 in the war category? Well, this okay. one is also yeah, ranked cool. in the war category, but it's ranked 3,145 in the war category. Oh, so my joking okay. number is probably not that far <laughs> so out Phillip, there. Philip, <laughs> what is your actual number going to be for your overall rank? Um, oh, this one's so a five. My, it's a 5.2. I, I forgot to say it's overall rank. Uh, it's, it's Wait, 5.2 is the what? It's not overall rank. The overall rating, the average rating. The rating. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Got I'm going to go with uh, 8,101. Right. I'm actually going to start writing these down so I don't have to keep asking. 8,101. All right. <laughs> yeah, 42 ratings, as uh, Rusty Beetle points out in the <laughs> chat room. <laughs> I'm so, going to... I'm going to... Oof. Yeah, that's... Wow. Um, let's call it even 10,000. Even 10,000. All right. I didn't even know the rankings went that high. They apparently do. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, you should have stuck with your first number because the actual overall rank of Sorcerer uh, King is 17,194. So wow. there are at least, uh, there are at minimum 17,194 <laughs> ranked games. Apparently. Yep. So that's another How point. How many of those are Munchkin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. All right. Uh, that's a great question. So um, the next game that we have is actually one that we have 
reviewed on this channel. And that is the 2015 nice. reprint of Council of Four from Simon. Uh, this is, again, the favors of the council. Even manipulate them to build your trading posts. Two to four players, 40 to 75 minutes. Like I said, this is Simone Luciani and Danielle Tashini. 2.52 out of five. Uh, like I said, Simon, uh, this is it, it's a hand management network and route building kind of game. In the strategy category, we talked about this before, uh, oh. it is 532 in the strategy category, average rating of 7.2. So, Amari, you want the last one. The What is the yeah. actual rating of this version oh, oh, of the yeah, Council okay. of Four? Yeah, uh, Philip, I don't think you've played this. Uh, no, I have not played yeah. this. Huh. Um, interesting. Strategy, 532. Yep. Uh, feel like it's going to be in the 700, 800s somewhere. Let's go with 802. 802. Philip, what's your guess? I'm going to go... I'm going to go 700. 700. You both are in the ballpark, but the actual rating of Council of Four is 1,004. So that puts Omari with another point. Starting to pull away there. Yeah, you you were both. Those were both really good guesses. So, all right, we're getting down. We're getting down to the the last couple here. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, actually, I'm gonna cut the last one. So we're just gonna do two more. This next one is another one of those weird war games that you just happen to run across. This is a 2007 game, Duel in the Dark, six point six on bgg and my page just refreshed so i lost all the info 6.6 on bgg uh 2007 game one to two players 45 minutes 2.49 out of five on the weight uh world war ii air combat game depicting the nighttime air raids of british bombers hitting german cities this is actually so this is z-man games this is a z-man games game and from pilot Mm, games and z-man games uh, this is rated in two subcategories, so it is rated in war. So remember that war it's rated as a five thirteen. In strategy, though, it's rated as a one thousand seventy nine. <laughs> so Amari, you still have the lead here. What is the Ooh. actual rating for Duel in the Dark? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, we'll go with four thousand. And 4,106. All right, 4,106. Okay, Philip. I'm going to go with what year again? Uh, 2007. 2007. I'm going to go with 7,193. Ooh, you're going to be shocked to hear this, but you both overbid. This, oh, is, in the, this is in the top 4,100 games. So, Amari, Whoa. back to you. Meanwhile, because we got asked, uh, somebody asked, what about Warhammer? And I'm just going to assume Warhammer 40K, 9th edition. Uh, for reference, this is ranked uh, 7,039 on BGG. Uh, I'm guessing mainly because it just came out. Uh, the 8th edition was still loading. Uh, it was rated 2,800. So, back to Duel in the Dark. So the lowest Yikes. lowest okay. bid, which was still over forty one oh six, 
Strategy 1079, War 513. So what, what's your next bid, Omari? Hmm. Let's, uh, let's crank that up. Let's go 2,431. 2,431. Philip. I'm going to go uh, 1945. 1945. All right. The actual rating is 2,264. <laughs> so that puts... Oh, fi- no. You split the difference, oh. and Philip wins on that one. Ah. <laughs> uh, All right. Too far. Too far. All right. Th- we'll make this one our last one. This one is called Ninja All-Stars. Um and this is like it's got a very like chibi-esque kind of look to the box if you go if you want to go look at it afterwards. Uh this one okay. is it's in uh, 2015 Ninja All Stars. It's rated 6.3 is the average rating ranking on Facebook. Or excuse me, rating. If I can speak right. The average rating on Facebook. I can't I'm screwing up because my my Chrome keeps refreshing the page. <laughs> Uh, 6.3 rating, two to four players, 2.67 out of five weight. This is from Soda Pop Miniatures in Ninja Division. Go figure. Uh, same people behind like, uh, what's it called? Super Dungeon Explorer. Mm. Uh, and, uh, that was, yeah. Assemble your clan's mightiest ninja and compete for honor and glory in the annual ninja games. The moonlight casts a pale light over the battleground as you compete with your team, earn experience, gain skills, and battle nit- rival ninja clans in this league campaign style game. And somebody asked if this was a Kickstarter game. It was. It's listed under the crowdfunding Kickstarter campaigns. Theme chibis, theme ninjas. <laughs> it's a dice rolling grid movement game. And yes, so last one went to Philip. So Philip, this is your chance to come back now. All right, Ninja All Stars. Give me it. There's no subcategories. So no subcategories. You got no help on this one. What's our right? What's our year again? The year uh, uh, 2015. What's our score at right now? 2015. Uh, three to two, Omari. Oh, we'll make yeah. this double points then, just so we have a winner. All right. Okay. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with one thousand. One thousand. Even one thousand. Even 1,000. All right. All right, Amari, last one. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's farther out there. Let's say... Uh, did, I, did I do anything in the 7,000s? No. It's 7,443. 7,400 and what? 43? And 43, yeah. Okay. Let's see what happens. All right. You're going to hate yourself now. Because the ranking, the actual ranking, is 7,077. So that gives Philip the win with the thousand thousand there. When you said seven, I was like, oh, and then you went four. And I was like, oh, it's it's no good. I'm so I was so excited because I have a shirt that says I am a ninja. (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna get this one. I got is is that is that from Uh, the uh, the Ask a Ninja? No, this was actually from one of those like Ninja Run. uh, What do you call it? Like obstacle course things that I did. I I just remember it was like the theme song that was like I am Ninja. He is Ninja. All right, I just dated myself a little bit there. Go, go, go! Ask your older or older millennials. That's like 2004 YouTube. <laughs> 2004 so, YouTube. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, all right. That is, that's, that's all we got there. So thanks, Omari, for coming on the show. Uh, give you one last time yeah. to plug the Kickstarter and where people can find out for any other games that you guys have coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're pretty easy to find. Our company, Board Game Brothers, BG. B-R-O-T-H-A-S uh, on all the social media platforms. If you just want to find me, um, I'm on Twitter. I'm easy to find. It's just my name, Omari Akil. Uh, or if you want to check out uh, my Twitch channel that I'm getting really started now, uh, I'm Akilaverse on Twitch, and that's also my Steam account and all my other gaming-related <laughs> things uh, is is Akilaverse. And so, yeah, uh, board game hoop gods on kickstarter right now get it play some ball basketball um help us get those minis <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> philip roll that beautiful bean footage let's get out of here waiting for the music to start i'm pre-dancing <laughs> anticipation <laughs> all right if you guys like this show, you are going to love uh, the other podcasts that we sometimes like to uh, goof off in. It's uh, the Dirtbags of Holding. Uh, that's where we play all the best RPGs that people have made, and we completely mess them up for your viewing entertainment. All right. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us feedback at feedback at boardsandswords.com. We are on social media. You can find us at facebook.com slash boards and swords pod and our official uh, Twitter page at boards and swords. And I misread it last time. My new Instagram handle is at boards swords Chris. Boards swords Chris on Instagram because somebody won't give me boards and swords. Uh, and then Philip, you can find Philip on Twitter at Phil the Dirtbag. This podcast is also a part of Punchboard Media. For other great gaming shows and productions, make sure you go check out punchboardmedia.com. And thank you all for listening, for checking us out. Once again, go check out patreon.com slash boardsandswords to help support the show. Uh, normally, we'd be back in two weeks, but we got knocked off in weeks. We will be back next week with another show. In the meantime, remember that uh, every gamer has a story. And uh, I'm going to sip my... Uh, Michael Jordan's super secret juice right now. So appropriate. <laughs>